And so let's support them today. For all of our guests and visitors that have come, thank you for coming. I'm going to turn this over to our principal, if she would come at this time. All of our students look so nice today. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I'm so glad to be a part of our celebration today. And uh, looking at these children is so amazing to me because they've grown so much. I still remember uh, giving Jaden his diagnostic test, and uh, he talked through the whole test. <laughs> and it's just so wonderful. The, the biggest joy that I see with our, our children is how they've changed over time. And you may not really realize it because you see them every day, but what they're learning in our academy is spilling over to their everyday lives. You should hear the debates that I hear about scripture if one of them misquotes it or one of them didn't say what it meant correctly, they correct each other. And this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure that a part of the math and the English and the science and the social studies, that God is a major factor in all of it because he is the one that gives us life, health, and strength. And our babies are so precious to us. Hallelujah. They've grown, they've changed. And I appreciate the foundation that they're getting in school in the word of God and it's building that godly character. Thank you for allowing us to teach them. Thank you for sending them. Thank you for being here today. I tell you, these are our babies and your babies and they're going to grow up and be great people, great men and women for God. If we will just put our feet on the floor, praise the Lord, put our feet on the floor. Oh, yes. And so they're going to be great men and ladies <laughs> of the Lord, and we appreciate them. And we're so glad that they're graduating. My, I pray that the Lord continue to bless each and every one of them and bless our staff, our pastor and Sister White, and to all of the staff who are working so hard with your children so that God can make something great out of them. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Thank you, evangelist. I'm going to turn it over now to Sister Christina. At this time, we will have Titus playing solo violin.
Level two will be presenting Upstanding Citizen.
this is their first performance, as you can see. Thank you so much for your sweet kindness and your smiles towards these children. <laughs> All right, everyone smile really big. We're going to try that again. He's got the whole world in his hands. You guys are welcome to hum along with them. And at this time, Jaden is going to be uh, memorizing or presenting Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 9, memorized.
Can Sister Sandra and Sister White please come here? Um, each student has received, is getting an award for character because one of the other things that's very important to us is not only the content and the, script, and the scriptures, but also embedding godly character in their daily lives. And so each student um, has earned a certificate, and we will be presenting those at this time. We have Abigail Brown for Compassion. Kylea for Resourcefulness. Rudy for Sincerity. Noelani. For dependability. <laughs> Titus Brown, enthusiasm. <laughs> Elijah, for loyalty. <laughs> Keanu, for resourcefulness. Abigail White for Sincerity. Amelia for Joyfulness. <laughs> Shelby White for Thoroughness. Dylan White for Diligence. Jacob Carrillo, service. Jaden, 
for endurance. <laughs> Hosea, for being brave like David. Gideon Brown, bold like Moses. <laughs> Serena, patience like Anna. And Callan, courageous like David. And now at this time, we will be presenting our graduation certificates. Thank you, Sister White and Sister Sandra, for all that you have invested in our students to help build up who they are every day of every year. We love and appreciate you. All right, this time we are going to be doing our graduation certificates. All right, first we're going to do preschool. We've got Hosea Akin. He is graduating from preschool. And Gideon Brown. He is also graduating from preschool. So thank you. All right. And for our kindergarten class, we've got Callan Akin. And Serena. All right, where's Jaden? Mr. Jaden has worked so hard to do everything he can. He even started taking a high school elective while he was at it because he had so much time, he said. So Jaden has just been working so hard. All the students have been working so hard. Yes, everyone that's a student, pat yourself on the back. But today is Jaden's special eighth grade graduation. So you guys give it up for Jaden Spataro. And this concludes our graduation ceremony. Thank you. Praise the Lord, everybody. We need to support our young people. Ensemble, make your way to the platform. Let's have church. For our guests that have come for the graduations, there's a reception after the service. After the service, yes. For everyone, if you wanted to. Good cupcakes. You need a cupcake. 
Amen. I'm very proud of all of our students and our staff. Amen. We've got five years completed. Next year, we're going into our six, looking for better and better. Let's worship the Lord our God today. Amen. You're welcome to come up and worship the true and living God. Thank you. 
He is magnificent and truly victorious. Oh, there is none that can compare to him. Not any, anywhere, anytime. For he is the Lord. Stay. 
feeling, sensing, experiencing, whatever adjective you want to use, I'm enjoying the presence of God. Oh, hallelujah, glory. Let's sing another song. She's only got a few listed here, but she better get ready. There's no telling. We're going to sing another song. May sing another song. May sing another song.
She's getting one. Anybody got a quick testimony today? Nobody's got a testimony. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. I thank and I praise God for his goodness. I thank and I praise God for his grace. I give God glory. I give him honor for just being God all my life. I thank God for second chances. I thank God for just being God. Amen. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. My wife was raising her hand. No, she's good. All right. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm glad. I'm glad. For grace, the blood, the resurrection, the mercy, all the attributes of our God that he's extended to each and every one of us. No matter where we may find ourselves, thank God. For the grace, the unmerited favor, where we can come and repent and receive forgiveness. Let's sing unto the Lord. He broke the chain. Yes, he did. He set me free. Oh, my. He made a way. I am redeemed. He broke the chain. He set Yeah. 
your seats if you're able today. Thank you for responding to the Lord. Amen. Very quickly, I'm going to make some announcements. If I can, don't forget service this evening. Six o'clock, come early to pray. Remember, next Sunday, one service in the morning, and then a fellowship that evening right here at five o'clock. Now, there's a sign-up list back there for sides, drinks, etc. We really, really encourage you to participate, please. It's important. It really, truly is. It's not really a night off. I think it's just time that we come together and fellowship. Amen. And we will do that from time to time, normally around the fifth Sunday of every month. The fifth Sunday of every month. Amen. Praise God. Now, Wednesday is the deadline to sign that list of bringing things. Wednesday is the deadline. Also, we've got a church retreat coming up June the 28th, 29th, and 30th. Remember, next Sunday morning, by the evening fellowship, that is the deadline to fill out your registration form. If you're staying in the lodge, the payment, if you're buying camp food that we're going to be serving, the payment, again, you don't have to do that, but you do have to fill out this registration form, all right? Because I need to know who's coming, how many approximately we have, and what they're interested in. So it's very, very important. Keep all of our children in prayer. For us, this is the last week of school. I think Thursday is the last day. Public school, it may be the same. It may be already out. So we need to pray for our children and our parents. Just God would help them and protect them. Any other announcements? All right, Brother Phillips is going to come and receive any gift that you may have. Our ensemble can be seated. I am going to be reading in the book of Genesis, chapter number 25, beginning with verse number 22. Thank God for his word. I heard some of the Sunday school lesson today, and God just thrilled my soul because a lot of what I'm going to attempt to do in the Lord will be right along those lines. Amen. Genesis Chapter 25, verse 22 and 23. And the children struggled together within her. And she said, if it be so, 
why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. The one people shall be stronger than the other people, and the elder shall serve the younger. You may be seated. For just a little while today, I know my mic may be going in and out. You just bear with me. I'd like to leave this thought with you, twins. Twins. As you look at this particular text, I think it really applies to you and I today, even though you may not have a twin. Some of you may. You're going to see where I'm going in just a little bit. Now, their mother was barren, but they sought the Lord, and she conceived. And inside of her, she had twins. And they began to wrestle and struggle. And she didn't know what was going on. Some of you ladies can identify with giving birth. I cannot. So imagine dealing with being a spouse with child, you might say. And all of a sudden, you've got some wrestling going on. And you're thinking, what in the world is going on here? This doesn't seem right. So she inquired of the Lord. And the Lord said, listen, you have two nations in you. Hold on to that, please. You have two people in you. You have twins. And the one's going to be stronger than the other. And the elder is going to serve the younger. And we know the story about Jacob and Esau. And their differences. In fact, they struggled all their life. But I want you to know that Jacob in his mother's womb began to get strong. Because he had to fight to come out. And even though he came out second, we know the story that he became stronger than the firstborn. Stay with me for a moment, please. And in the process of time, he deceived his brother Esau. Not only did he steal his birthright, but he also took his blessing. And so Esau was some kind of upset. Maybe the nature of the two Remember the struggle in the womb. And he was waiting until the right time after morning, and he was going to kill his brother. And so Rebekah told Jacob, you need to go to my brother. You need to get out of here and flee. And he did. And he came to a place. You see, sometimes you got to come to a place. And he laid down and he put rocks as a pillar. And he had a dream. Angels on a ladder descending and ascending. And it kept on going until there was a time in his life where he wrestled with God. He was used to struggling. 
You see, our problem is we're not used to struggling. And we need to get used to struggling. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you're going to see what I'm talking about. And he got a hold of God. His mind was made up. Do you understand the power of the human spirit? Jacob did not have the Holy Ghost. But his mind was so determined. I'm tired of being Jacob. I will not let you go. He had no external power but his own. You've got to hear me today. There is power. There is strength in the human mind and the human spirit. Many of you know the story. The day was dawning and God said, you're going to have to let me go. He said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. And God began to say, okay, this man's determined. This man's showing some perseverance. Uh, This man is showing that he means what he says. He's got a hold of me, and he's not letting me go. So I'm going to have to do something to get out of here. And he touched him in the hollow of his thigh. But something happened here because of the power of the human spirit and a made-up mind. You got to understand, I know that he was one of twins physically. But Jacob also, even though this was not the dispensation of grace, there was two people living in Jacob. The old man and what was fixing to become the new man. And there was a struggle going on in Jacob, even though he was wrestling with God. There was a struggle. Maybe the old man said, listen, you might as well let this angel go this angel of God go because he's a lot strong he said no I'm not letting him go because I'm tired of being a surplanter I'm tired of being a deceiver I'm tired of being this way he made up his mind he determined with the power of his own spirit When God touched the hollow of his thigh, at that moment, God said, listen, you got power with me. How did he have power with God? Because he said, I'm not quitting. I know we're struggling here, and I've been struggling all my life. I had to steal the birthright. I had to take The blessing that was due my elder brother by deception. Now he wants to kill me and I'm fleeing for my life. Listen, I'm tired of struggling. Oh, if he only knew he was going to struggle for the rest of his life. But there was going to be a change in his struggle. You've got to hear me today. When when God touched him, he said, listen, you're no longer the old man Jacob. But you're going to be a new man, Israel. Because you got power with me. You overcame and you prevailed. Do you hear me? He he did this in his own human strength. 
You might be saying, Pastor, what are you saying? Just will you bear with me for a moment? Let me lay this foundation, if you would. Don't get ahead of me. You see, a lot of folks try to live for God depending only on the Holy Ghost. It'll never work. It'll never work. you got to make up your mind. I'm going to live for God. I'm not letting him go. It don't matter the struggle. The struggle. You see, you're a twin. you got an old man. And if you're born again, you got a new man. And they're wrestling. And the Bible says that the elder, the old man, is supposed to serve the new man. It's not the other way around. And so as we begin to look at this, as Jacob began to make up his mind, surely I am in the presence of God and he didn't kill me. Do you understand what I just said? We're in the presence of God and he didn't kill us. And every one of us has a twin. We have a twin that has its own opinions. It's own wants, it's own desires. It's constantly wrestling. The Bible puts it this way. Whatever you yield your members to, you become servants to. If you yield to the old man, the Jacob, you're going to sin. But if you yield your member, your body, your spirit to the new man, you're going to live. The problem with us, we think when we come to God, there's no more struggles. There's no more fighting. There's no more wrestling. That is a lie from the very pit of hell. The difference is now I've been partnered. Hear me. I've been one. I've been made one with Christ. I've been made one with God. And so now when I'm, when I'm making up my mind, the Bible says, walk ye in the Spirit. Doesn't say God's going to walk you in the spirit. The Bible says, let us run the race with patience that's set before. Are you listening to me, please? Are you listening? God expects us to make up our mind, to stir up our own spirit and say, you know what? I'm determined I'm going to walk in the spirit. And when I walk in the spirit, I become one with Christ. And then, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. The problem with the church, the problem with you and I, many times when we get the Holy Ghost or we say a prayer, okay, God, take it. Okay, God, take over. Oh, God, God, increase my faith. Okay, give me that desire. God's not going to do that. He's saying reach down deep in you and stir up that desire. Stir up the willpower. Stir up. Does the Bible not say, and I'm just quoting these without reading them. We'll get to them. Fight the good fight of faith. Does the Bible say, flee fornication? God expects me to put some effort. God expects some energy and some fervency. And some dedication and some faithfulness in me. 
It's not, oh, this is too hard of a struggle. Where's God? He didn't come through. Well, maybe God said all you had to do was go another mile. It's a simple, it's a simple principle, but if you don't get it, you're going to struggle the rest of your life with the old man, and the old man will dominate the new man every single time. When Peter said, is that you? If it is, bid me to come. Jesus did not reach in that boat and pull him out. Peter had to get out of the boat and to begin to walk on something that was impossible for men to walk on. But he had determined, I'm going to do it. I made up my mind. I don't care about the other 11 in the boat. I don't care if I seek. I don't. The Lord is there. The Lord is there. I'm going to determine in my heart and mind, I'm going to walk in the Spirit and not the flesh. I'm going to walk by faith and not sight. I'm not going to be affected by my emotions or my feelings. Do you understand what the human being without God has accomplished over the centuries? I'm not trying to say we don't need God. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm trying to do is that God gave you a will. And you've got to stir up that will to live for God. Not to live for you. And the old man, the twin, the carnal man, will always try to wrestle the new man and saying, hey, 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 that birthright is mine. And you got to say, uh-uh. God bought it and gave it to me, the new man. Your, bat- your battle's not with one another. The only reason we wrestle with principalities and spiritual wickedness is because the old man has a problem with sin. If we were so in the new man, the devil could never wrestle with us. The new man was let go. The old man was still holding on. The new man was set free with a new name. Do you understand he died as Jacob, but he was embalmed as Israel? You didn't get that. You didn't get that. I died as one person. But when I came out, I was sealed. What do you think embalmment is? It's a sealing. It's a sealing. I was sealed when I came and received the Holy Ghost. And God said, okay, I've seen you and your earnest repentance. Repentance is something the human spirit's got to really want. It's not going to be an accident. It's not just saying, I'm sorry. It's not just shedding a few tears. It's got to be deep in you. You've got to stir it up your own willpower. I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of doing these things. I'm tired of watching these things. I'm tired of not being where I need to be with God. Whose fault is that? It's the old man because you have not put it under subjection. There were people without the Holy Ghost that lived for God. May I say it? Maybe more faithful than I do.
And don't say times are different because there's nothing new under the sun. So how much more? How much more since I have? The twain has been made one. I keep the elder where he belongs. And that means unhealthy and ungodly thoughts. Unhealthy and ungodly talk. Unhealthy and ungodly sight. How can the elder father me? Because God's already said one people will be stronger than the other people. And the elder will serve. Do you understand what I'm talking about? This old man is supposed to serve the new man. And I'm supposed to have dominion over him. God said it when I was born again. So I call the shots. I dictate what I do and what I don't do. I dictate what I put in my body. What I don't put in my body. I dictate. Whether I gossip or not. Whether I lie or not. I hope you're getting this. I'm not diminishing the Holy Ghost. But there's things in the Word of God that God says you do. You. I'm not through yet. He said, I'm going to take you out and separate you. No, he didn't. He said, come out. And be ye separate, saith the Lord. He told me to make up my mind, to reach down into my human spirit and understand, okay, God said it. If I'm going to do it, I've got to do it. I've got to come out and be separate. Then God said, I'll receive you unto myself. He's not going to receive me till I come out. Have faith in God. That's something you and I have got to do. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Something you and I have got to do. Pray. Something you and I have got to do. Are you here fast? God is not going to take the plate from you. Simple thought, but we don't really do this. We're waiting on God to do all of this. We want a victorious, happy life, and we stop doing what the Word of God tells us to do. Yes, we do. It's evident in the churches all over the country. We sit. We're waiting to be fed. Babies are fed. Adults feed themselves. So there may be some babies here that I'm dishing it out. And I'm making all kind of faces and yelling and moving to get you to open your mouth so that I can stick it in. But some of you just close your mouth and you don't want to eat. Why? Oh, I'm going somewhere now. Because you become dull of hearing. You don't want to hear it anymore. You don't want to be convicted anymore. You don't want to repent anymore. You like it your way. You like the old man in charge. You like doing what you want to do. 
Pastor, don't preach those kind of messages because, oh, my, those other churches don't. This isn't no other church. This is New Life Apostolic Church, and it's time. You know what I need? I need a nutcracker. Walnut's hard. A pecan's hard. And the sword is supposed to crack your callous heart. And if we're honest, we're not walking in the spirit. We're not fighting the good fight of faith. I'm going to go a little further, and I'm going to tell you why. Because you got your own visions. you got your own dream. You're doing your own thing. If you were fighting the good fight of faith, you would get on board with whatever the church vision was, and you would support it, and you would be doing it. You hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? I'm going to go a little farther. I'm in it now. I might as well go on. If you were walking in the Spirit, God would be first above your family, above your job, above everything in your life. I say family, I mean your wife, your children, your grandchildren. God's got to come first. We say amen, but you let something come up in the family and you're not here. Why? Because the old man said, you, you can miss a service or two. You miss that service or two and watch the callus grow. You got any calluses? Don't answer. I got some calluses on my big toe. You're never going to see them. And I'm telling you what, they're hard. They don't look too good either. <laughs> Even though I got the best looking feet in the family. <laughs> God forgive me. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, somewhere along the line, you're going to have to get fed up. With the way you're living. Fed up to what you're doing. What you're putting in your body. What you're putting before your eyes. Some of you have heard enough preaching. Some of you know. But you have refused to do. Because you have come dull of hearing my voice. You've got to make up your mind. That's the right thing to do, and I'm doing it. And if I don't, I'm going to repent. Our human spirit, our human spirit, God says you have a choice. You can live for me, or you don't have to live for me. I'm not going to force you. Do you know, listen to me, listen to me right now. Do you know, not living for God, you're going to have problems. And living for God, you're going to struggle. I'd rather struggle with God. No, no, you didn't hear me. I'd rather be holding on to God and struggling all night long, knowing that when the morning comes, there's joy. When the morning, Brother Garen says it this way. He says it this way. If you can take the pulling, God will pull you through. But you can't take the pulling if your mind's not made up. Pull me out, God. We know the scripture. 
But for some reason, we don't think it applies to us when we're born again. It does apply to you. And it applies to me. Even after you're born again in this life, you shall suffer persecution. And the enemies will be of your own house. Sometimes of the own local church. Well, it got quiet there. (laughs) But that's the truth. And you know why? Because we allow the old man to put assumptions in our mind. We hear things, we read things, and without checking out the stories to see who is really telling the facts, we make assumptions, and assumptions causes the old man to rise up and dominion, take dominion over the new man, which was created in Christ in righteousness. I know you're hearing the message. Thank God for those that will strike to do the message. But my heart breaks for you that are hearing the message, and you've heard it over and over and over and over. As soon as service is out, so is the message. You see, you're dealing with a twin, not in the natural sense. It's not identical, but you're dealing with a twin. And as long as you're in this life, he or she will always wrestle you, lie to you, tell you you can't. Do you know it takes just as much willpower to sin as not sin? I know you don't agree with that, but it's the truth. You chose to sin. Why is it that some Christians with some situations have no problem? Because the old man no longer lives there. And if I'm having a problem in an area, it's because the old man lives. And I got to kill him. Mortify deeds of the flesh. Church, we're on a journey. Services have been good and powerful. But still there's some that are not changing. I've got other messages to go with this. And as a pastor, hopefully your pastor, I don't want to leave you behind. If we fail to do thus saith the Lord, when we know it, it is sin. And sin will kill you. Why is it that some, no matter what they face, no matter, you think they don't face anything, but they're mistaken. No matter what they face, you see them time and time again in church, worshiping God, sitting there, worshiping, singing, because they've made up their mind. Listen, can I say this without you getting upset? When someone's born again, 
You don't receive any more Holy Ghost than I receive. It's what I allow from God to rule me. When you were born again, you got every bit of Holy Ghost that I got. So what is the difference? Because some don't partner with God. Don't become one with God. They still partner with the old man. But that new man's crying, you need to go to church. You need God. Pastor preached to me, then when I do, oh God. God didn't want anybody to perish. He wants everybody to come to the knowledge of the truth and repent. From me to you, you to me. And if you are hearing other churches or people or whatever that's telling you it's okay to put family before God, they are wrong. It's not Bible. It's flesh. Even Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead and come and follow me. He wasn't concerned by somebody just getting married or somebody buying a plot of land. He said, love me more than anything. Peter, do you love me? Do you love me, Peter? Yea, Lord, and feed my sheep. You think that would have been enough? But Jesus asked him again why. Maybe the old man was still rising, you know, because he was just fishing. He just was fishing. That Immediately the old man said, let's go fishing. The Lord was dead. The Lord was gone. Let's go fishing. We didn't have a very good service. Pastor got on to us or whatever. Let's go fishing. He didn't catch anything. The Lord had the food on the fire. I've lost some of you right now. He had the food on the fire. Headed on the coals. What I'm trying to do is somehow admonish you to shake yourself. Shake yourself. And start making up your mind. I'm going to live for God whether nobody else in my family does. You've got to get the mentality of Joshua. For as me and my house, we're going to serve God. No matter what anybody else does, I'm coming to the house of God. And I'm going to give it everything i got that day. God, it's not changed. We have changed and allowed the old man, the elder, out of prison. We need to put him back there. Put him where he belongs. Do you understand that if I'm in Christ, the Bible says I'm heirs. But wait, it goes on. I'm joint heirs. 
I choose to walk in the Spirit, truly walk in the Spirit, and not fulfill the lust of my flesh, what a life that is. What joy and power that brings. What peace of mind that gives you. I don't know what you're going to do with the message, but I pray there's application to it. You say, what is the application? You know better than I do. You know where you're at. You know what you need to do. I could cover one or two and I could miss half the church. You know why some give and some don't? Not because God made them. Because they choose, made up their mind in the human spirit, I'm going to give. You know why some come and worship and dance and jump and shout when it's appropriate? Because God picked them up? No. He might have moved on you to tell you, but he didn't pick you up. I, I don't think I've seen God pick anybody up and tell them, go, you know, carry them around. He might have moved on you and said, get up and run. And what does the old man do? Nobody else is running. I might hurt myself. I'm old. I would go a little farther with that, but. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> what are we going to do with this partnership between you and God? Is it just a one way partnership? Oh, there's so much I've left go of this message that I would like to have the time to cover and touch on areas, timeliness, faithfulness, consistency, love one for another, respect, honor. But I can see right now, I can see some of you still with me. Thank you. And some of you, you're gone. You're gone. Y'all healing, you're gone. You're not even here. You're not even here. And you won't be there when Jesus comes either. The Lord bless you today. The altars, lots of room. And whether or not you're walking in the Spirit, you need this altar. And whether or not you're not walking in the Spirit, you need this altar. But it's up to you. The Lord bless you today. The Lord help us all to make up our minds to live for you. To choose you, to choose life and not death. Don't forget service tonight. Six o'clock, come early to pray. Remember, for those of you that will, I believe we have a reception in the Walking Center. God's an awesome God. I had so many messages I could have preached today, but this is the one that God settled me on because I need it. I need it.
I've got to keep the old man dead. And I do it by doing the word of God. The Lord bless you today.